Welcome queen to the body love binge with me Victoria. Although we're all unique, honestly I'm no different to you. I'm just a girl who's been through some hard shit, figured out how to thrive and made it her life's mission to help others to do the same. I've beaten anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder and I'm a domestic abuse survivor. My intention for this podcast is to empower you with weekly episodes on all things food freedom, body love and of course juicy, yummy self-love so you can embody the healthiest and happiest version of you. Enjoy the episode my love. Hello, my fellow food freedom and body love queens. Welcome to another episode. This episode's title is what to do when someone, no, it's not. This episode title is what to do when you feel jealous of someone's weight loss. So I want you to picture this. You're sitting, scrolling on social media, and you see on your already curated feed, because you follow my advice, meaning that you have been through your social media feed and unfollowed and got rid of anyone or anything that makes you feel less than, wink, wink. Um, You're sat scrolling and you come across a friend's weight loss post. Now, you also notice the bazillion likes that people have hearted the post and liked it. You also notice all the comments such as, wow, well done, what's your secret? You notice all of that. Or maybe it's not a social media experience. Maybe you're out with girlfriends and one of them has lost X amount of pounds on X diet and everyone is telling her how amazing she looks. In either scenario, here are the most likely emotions that you'll be experiencing in this situation. If you're anything like me or how I used to feel when I saw these things that really triggered me, you would most likely will feel envy. You desperately want to have the weight loss too. You may experience anger. All of a sudden, you can't stand your friend and you feel like she's done you wrong somehow, almost like you were quite happy in your anti-diet, food freedom and body love world and she's came along and burst your bubble. You may feel frustration. Maybe you find yourself questioning like, wait, maybe diets do work after all, but I sure as hell cannot stick to one. Why can't I do that too? What the hell is wrong with me? And then you also may experience hopelessness. You're sitting there feeling awful about yourself and the body that you're in since you've given up dieting. You thought that you were doing okay until now and you wonder if you'll ever truly be happy because you can't stick to a diet no matter how hard you try. And even if you could, you know that you'd gain the weight back plus more anyway. And your body positivity bubble has just burst. So you're you're sat feeling hopeless, useless, sad, pointless, blah. Can you relate? So this episode is to answer this question, really. What can you do to stop yourself spiraling into a negative, self-abusive thought pattern that ends with the solution of, I should diet? Okay, let's dive in, my love. Number one, the first thing to do if you're scrolling or if you're out somewhere and you've been triggered by someone's weight loss story or quote success is to take a pause and acknowledge. 
meaning you need to just stop and of course nothing can be done without awareness first so when you're aware that you're in this trigger response just stop and take a moment to acknowledge that it's completely normal to feel the way that you do validation praise and celebration for achieving what society has put on a pedestal who doesn't want that right let's be honest we're human so my advice is to be kind and gentle with yourself the same way that you would be kind and gentle to a small innocent child or even a puppy if you're not a child person it's it's either it's usually one or the other either a puppy or an animal person or a child person but you get the gist like just be kind considerate and loving towards yourself the same way you would be towards an innocent child or an innocent puppy who was just having a moment of self-doubt so number two is to differentiate between the ego and the true self. So the ego is a structure of the psyche that frames one's worldview. It is one's filter on the world, creating the reality that passes through. The ego is lacking love and so seeks it from outside sources. So any time you feel anything but love and peace and acceptance, you know that your ego is running the show which is probably most of the time for most of us. And we're human, you know, having an ego is all part of the human experience. So it's not about getting rid of the ego or hating it or creating war with ourselves because we have one. It's just simply noticing and acknowledging when the ego is in control, because that's when you're not feeling love, peace and acceptance, then you can do something about that. So When you feel anything but love and peace and acceptance, as I was saying, you know that your ego is running the show and the ego absolutely loves and is addicted to that ego boost. An ego boost is something such as praise or success that makes one feel better about oneself. So the high that we experience after we've lost weight and get celebrated for it, I'm sure you remember it well, is boosting and feeding the ego. The ego needs external validation to feel good about itself. But the problem with this is, it's never enough. I'm sure you've experienced this in your own life, like maybe you've lost weight in the past or, I don't know, achieved a goal. And then you take the time to celebrate a little bit and then it's never enough. Maybe you could lose more weight. Maybe you could run further next time. There's nothing wrong with having goals, but in terms of like weight loss and how you think that your body looks, it's never enough. And the problem with it never being enough, it creates its own feedback loops, meaning the more you have so the more ego boost that you have in your life the more you crave it and then when you don't get it the ego fears death not actual physical death in human life but the ego sees like not getting that ego boost as it's it's gonna die basically so therefore it's constantly searching for something else so it can attract some more external validation so the true self on the other hand is love. The qualities of the true self are self-reliant, evolutionary, loving, creative, knowing, accepting, and peaceful. It's your ego who is responsible for the envy, the frustration, the anger, and the helplessness that you may experience when you see someone else's weight loss, quote, achievement. 
It's not your true self. And although knowing this doesn't magically make you feel fantastic, it can help you come back to what really matters. A great question to ask yourself when you notice that you're about to go down that rabbit hole is, if the world didn't celebrate weight loss, would it even matter? And I know that this is make-believe, and like I said, it's not going to magically fix everything, but it really does help you open your mind and to start peeling back the layers as to, wait a minute, why does this like weight loss mean so much to me? What am I making this mean about me as a person or about people in general? So simply asking yourself that question, if the world didn't celebrate weight loss, would it even matter? Right. And I get that most of the world does indeed celebrate weight loss, but that's only because it's intentionally been built this way for a reason. And it keeps us on the hamster wheel, never getting anywhere, constantly distracted from what really matters to us in life and spending money trying to reach the ultimate goal, trying to reach that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, which, of course, doesn't exist but the truth is your body is simply a vessel to experience life through and to express the love that you are. And yes, we can, of course, put effort into feeling good in our physical bodies, but focusing on feeling good and being healthy is different than focusing purely on weight loss to look a certain way or to be accepted in society. All right, so number three is choosing because then you have a choice, right? So you've stopped and acknowledged that you're going down the rabbit hole of like, oh my God, I should diet. Why can't I do this? I'm feeling awful about myself. You've realized that it's normal to feel that way. And then the second one was to differentiate between, okay, wait, I'm feeling this way because of the way my ego works, but actually my true self doesn't really care about that. The third thing is, and this is the most important one after awareness, because of course we can change nothing without awareness, is number three, choose between a short-term high or a long-lasting fulfillment. So you get to choose between number one, taking harmful action, such as dieting, so that you can attempt to achieve weight loss success, and then feel that short-term high. Or number two, remind yourself that diets don't work long-term. And this is science. This is not just me preaching, right? And they come with harmful physical, emotional, and mental side effects. And you can choose long-lasting fulfillment by continuing your journey to food freedom and body love. So if you choose the short-term high, Let's say the pain of living in your authentic food freedom and body love body is too overwhelming because maybe you're not doing the work and you choose to diet. And when I say doing the work, it's all the stuff that I teach, all the body image work, all the deep layers that we peel back, all the journaling prompts, the little action steps, the mindset shifts, everything what I teach in my programs and and. It, that like we scratch the surface in this podcast, if you're not doing that work, it will, not necessarily will, but it absolutely can and often does feel so overwhelming to be in your authentic food freedom body that you just choose to diet again. But you tell yourself it's one last time. You're going to diet and then you're going to live in the food freedom and intrusive eating world, right? I get it. I've been there countless times. So 
let's say you choose the short-term high. What do you think will be truly different in your life if you change your outside body and if you lose weight? If you manage to lose weight, so don't forget, like we're forgetting no matter what reasoning we have for wanting to lose weight, we're forgetting the fact that it doesn't, it's very, very hard to achieve weight loss and even harder to maintain it. So let's just play make-believe and say that you manage to lose the weight and therefore deal with all of the side effects, such as slowing down your metabolic rate and having less energy, being hungry all the time, obsession with food, body obsession, food anxiety, just to name a few of the side effects of dieting, you're still going to be you. You're still going to be you with all of your life problems and everything that you like and enjoy in your life and everything that you don't. But what weight loss does is it promises that your whole life will be incredible and everything that you've ever wanted will just fall into place. But that's not true. And believe it or not, you can be incredibly fulfilled regardless of what you weigh. And if you're living the short-term highs, you'll constantly be on the pendulum of life. It's physics. So I haven't got a pendulum with me. I'm going to use a pen. For anyone who is listening to the podcast, you're not missing much. But if you do want to go and check out the YouTube video, feel free. So if you imagine like a pendulum, if you if you pull it like one way, because of the law of physics, it will go the same, it will go the other direction to the same extremity as you put it one way, if that makes sense. So according to Newton's law of motion in physics, force always acts in equal but opposite pairs. Another way of saying this is, are you ready? For every action, there is an equal but opposite reaction. This means that when you push on a wall, the wall pushes back on you with a force equal in strength to the force you exerted, right? If you restrict your diet, your biology will push back to the same extremity of that restriction to, quote, make up for the restriction. This is physics. So if your body stays in its natural and happy set point weight weight range there'll be no pushing or pulling it will just be balanced right but if you're trying to it's like if you imagine water a bowl of water with a cork like from the top of a wine bottle and you and you just put the cork on the water it just bobs around doing its thing if you press the cork down it goes underwater so therefore like let's say in terms of body weight your natural set point is it just bobbing along the surface and then you again go and press the cork down under the water which takes constant effort that's weight loss that's that's putting your body in a lower weight than what your natural set point healthy range is and you'll know that in order to keep that cork down in order to keep your body weight down you have to constantly hold it there and the second you let go it won't only just bob back to the surface it will fly up over the surface level before it goes back down to bobbing along on the surface, right? So as I was saying, if you restrict your diet, your biology will push back to the same extremity of that restriction to make up for the restriction so that your body stays in its natural and happy set point weight range. And those that keep themselves under their set point weight range are constantly having to force 
restrict and apply effort, which is not only exhausting, but consumes your whole entire life. And the second they let go, the law of physics comes into motion. And there you have it. The diet, the binge, the harder you diet, the hot, the like the bigger and more intense the binges, right? There's no coincidence to that. As I was saying, it's physics. So if you're constantly chasing the highs, you will experience the lows. You can't live a life of short-term highs and be content and fulfilled. You will always be on a roller coaster. And it doesn't stop. After you've got all the praise, which is from your temporary weight loss, let's say, and you've experienced that short-term high that you was like your ego was looking for, you're still left with you right? When people get used to your new body or someone else is doing something more interesting, it's no longer a celebration and the high is gone. And then what comes with that from personal experience is the immense pressure to keep that weight loss, to maintain the body that you've, you've achieved in quote through weight loss, right? So then what happens is you'll constantly be objectifying yourself, you'll be worrying about putting the weight back on, you're becoming more and more obsessed with your body and what food you're allowing yourself to eat, you'll be living in your head and seeing your body as an object to be judged instead of the place that you get to live in to experience life. Because wherever you go, there you are. Nobody also, this is a good point, nobody actually really cares about people's weight loss either, right? Because what will happen is if you imagine, let's say the roles are reversed, let's say the, the thing that's triggered you, whether that, let's say a social media post for this example, let's say you were the one that had put that social media post on of your weight loss, right? Someone else who would, might be scrolling through and then they see your weight loss journey and then they get triggered by that, they will no doubt feel the same way that you feel when you see someone else's weight loss. It's all about them and how they feel just as it's all about you and how you feel when you're triggered. So all that's happening here is they're simply mirroring back to you in terms of like you see the weight loss, they're mirroring back to you what you think that you want and you currently don't have because of the conditioning and brainwashing from society, that thinner is better on all counts. So actually to try and make sense of that, it's nothing... Oh, sorry, I've got like a insect on my leg. It's not okay. Anyway, I'm back. <laughs> it's nothing to do with you if you're the one with the weight loss or it's nothing to do with them if you're the one seeing someone's weight loss, quote, success and getting triggered because it has everything to do with us. Like we're all self-centered no matter what because everything is about us. So no one really cares anyway, right? And I just want to also clarify that you're not wrong or bad for wanting to lose weight. It's the default setting of the world that we live in, but you get to change our, your own personal default setting to that of inner peace and self-love and self-acceptance. And in terms of weight loss in general, weight loss alone isn't wrong either because people lose weight for all sorts of reasons. 
It's intentional weight loss that will almost always backfire physically and mentally, right? So people can lose weight because they're sick or, you know, the two number one biggest factors that contribute to your weight, your set point weight is number one, genetics and number two, environment. So let's say someone goes backpacking around the world and they've not got Tesco down the road or for my Dutch clients, they've not got Albertine down the road, basically a supermarket, then their environment will change. So therefore they don't have the choice of whether to eat whatever that they're eating in the in their environment that they're in at the moment. Can you see? So people can lose weight without trying to lose weight. And that's the only way it won't backfire. Although saying that, if you lose weight accidentally, let's say you've gone on your backpacking trip and your body has gone below your set point weight, your body will be forcing you to eat more to get it back up to your set point weight because it's biology. So, you know, there's lots of layers to this. And for those that are holding on to the health concern in terms of weight loss, there is not one single study that shows that dieters live longer than non-dieters. And in fact, Lindo Bacon, in her book, Health at Every Size, she, I recommend you read that, by the way, found that yo-yo dieting and weight cycling are more harmful to your health than living your whole life, quote, overweight, whatever the fuck that even means, right? Because BMI is bullshit, misunderstood information. Just to clarify, there's nothing, um, I am saying this from a place of love without any judgment to anyone that falls in the obese category, but my BMI has me in the obese category for my height and weight, right? So whatever overweight means in quotes, that's, it's, weight cycling is worse for your health than quote being in a larger body for your whole entire life so my question to you is do you really want to pursue weight loss have a think about it before you just dive into that like when you're in that trigger response and you don't feel good enough just have a think about it and now I want to talk about long lasting fulfillment because as you know the the, the choice was it number two or number three Number three was to choose between a long, um, long-term fulfillment or a short-term high, right? So if you're choosing long-lasting fulfillment, that's great because if you seek a life filled with peace, filled with deep inner happiness and fulfillment, then choose long-lasting fulfillment. Intuitive eating and body image work is sustainable, relaxed, and peaceful. I'm not saying it's like that right from the beginning because you've got a lot of unlearning to do in terms of like diet culture. My One of my clients used the term um, diet fuckery that goes on in your head and you've got a lot of that to like let go of. But in context, over the long term, it brings a lot of peace and relaxation and pleasure as well. And external seeking validation, the short term high, is leading you away from the core of who you really are. Internal love and acceptance and listening to your body to guide you with what, when and how much to eat is bringing you back home to yourself. And the people in your life who matter to you will love you in your real, authentic body. Those that aren't your people or those that don't love your authentic self and your authentic body aren't your people. And it really is that simple. 
And your authentic body is the body that you're in when you're no longer trying to control your food and you're allowing eating to just be easy, right? This may or may not choose including nourishing foods and exercising your body to support your health and well-being, or it may not. Whatever feels right for you and your body, what that's what is right for you. Because wellness without the obsession is absolutely possible if that feels good for you. Because diet culture doesn't own vegetables, diet culture doesn't own um. Diet, um, diet, what am I trying to say here? Diet culture doesn't own vegetables and diet culture doesn't own exercise. And the world of food freedom and body love doesn't only mean you will feel awful in your body eating your previous binge foods like in excess forever. There is absolutely a balance. And this is exactly what I teach. And I want to just share a quote with you by Dr. I'm not sure if I'm going to say his name right. S-E-U-S-S. Seuss. Dr. Zeus, maybe you've probably heard this before. And he says, those who mind don't matter. And those who matter don't mind. Those who mind about your authentic body don't matter. And those who matter to you don't mind whatever your body is authentically, right? And you do not owe anybody thinness, not the world, not your partner not your mom, not your friends, and not yourself. You do not owe anybody thinness. And I choose a truly deep connection to myself and others over short-term attention. And I invite you to keep choosing the same over and over again. And if you're worried about your partner finding you attractive in your authentic body, Attractiveness is way more than just the way your body looks. It's about your energy, your sexual energy, your personality, your charisma. It's about how you make others feel when they're around you simply by being yourself. And there's a difference between being attracted to someone's energy and essence of who they are and simply just having a judgment about a body part of theirs. Because whatever you're judging in somebody else has nothing to do with that person and what you're judging them for. It has everything to do with you because wherever you go, there you are, as within, so without. You're seeing their body and you're judging them through your own perception. So just think about that. And also just to clarify what I've just said, sexual attraction in a partner is of course important if sex is important to you in a romantic partnership but it is not only the way the body looks and surely you would want to be with someone who loves you in your authentic body and finds you attractive in the body that you really have truly authentically than someone who you need to diet for you can never be your you, you can never be your free true self you know it's more about, um, it feels a lot more rewarding and a lot more peaceful to be in your natural, authentic body instead of feeling happy when you've lost weight because then you're so scared of putting that weight back on again that you can't be your true self. You feel stuck instead of free. And there's a lot more stability as well and sustainability living in your body's natural size and there's a whole lot of freedom as well like not worrying about food 
getting dressed and enjoying style and clothes without fretting about what you look like, feeling relaxed and content in your body without having to look a certain way, not having to count the weeks back before a holiday in an attempt to lose weight before. There is so much to gain when you fully immerse yourself in your food freedom and body love journey. And a great journal prompt that I would like to share with you that I regularly asked myself when I was freaking out about my weight gain was, I've gained weight and. Try it because you'll realize that you've gained so much more overall instead of just weight. And you'll have lost things such as food obsessions, constant hunger, saying no to food when you really want to say yes, obsessive body checking, the list is endless. One example of I've gained weight and I no longer binge eat. Another example, I've gained weight and my weight now is stable. Just feel free to share what comes up for you. And if you're struggling, reach out to me and I can help you with this exercise. And also living, choosing a life with long-term fulfillment over a short-term high, you'll also get to discover yourself and you'll get to discover what really matters to you. So a, a few more journal prompts or questions for you is what are your values in life? Who would you be if you wasn't constantly thinking about your body and food? What would you do with the time? Like I used to ask myself if I found myself body checking in the mirror or like counting calories in my head because I'd stopped using my fitness pal. This was obviously way back when at the beginning of my journey, my food freedom and body love journey, I would ask myself, what would I be doing right now if I wasn't thinking about this? And it just opened up the realm to possibility and helps me to connect back to what really matters to me. And number four is presence is the shortcut to peace. Living in the now. I've said this so many times before, but honestly, living in the now brings great peace and great acceptance. If you notice that you're constantly anxious or stressed, then you are future tripping, right? Fear cannot exist in the present moment. Our thinking about a future event that may or may not happen creates the fear. So I invite you to practice being in the present moment as much as possible because it's always here. It's always available now. In fact, it's the only thing that is actually real. And if you practice being here and being now with the body you have, that's all you need to do. Choose to love and accept your body now, not tomorrow, not next month when you're on holiday and you're freaking out about that, now. And then you'll be welcomed by peace. Accepting what is brings peace and loving what is brings immense joy. And you always get to choose. If you don't know how to accept your body, then I have a little exercise for you, right? I'm looking outside my window right now. I invite you to go and maybe you're outside listening to this on a podcast. So just take a look at the weather. So whether you're inside or outside, just take a moment to look up at the sky or just take note of what the weather's doing, right? And ask yourself, what is it doing? Is it sunny? Is it cloudy? Is it rainy? Is it humid? Is it hot? Is it cold? Whatever. 
chances are you're simply just accepting what the weather is without really thinking about it. And you know why that is? Whether you have a preference or not on whether it's sunny or cloudy or warmer or cooler, you've accepted it. And the reason for that is because you've not been sold a lie that you can change the weather by simply using your willpower. And that's the lie that we've been sold in order to diet, to change our bodies. We cannot control and change it. We cannot control and change the weather. It is what it is. We cannot control and change our bodies. And I know that might sound like I'm speaking a different language because of the world that we live in. And we go into depth with this, like control or like not being able to control and all the facts and all the deeper layers around this topic in my program, but you cannot control it ultimately, right? And so if you practice accepting the body you have, that's where the piece is. So just practice acceptance and then you can progress to love. And again, to practice this, use the weather as your teacher. You look outside, it's raining today. Okay, would prefer it if it was sunny, but it's raining and it is what it is. So you can choose to fight the fact that it's raining, which is only going to cause you suffering and it's not going to change anything apart from you'll be less happy or you can simply be like, okay, it's raining and then take an umbrella and just accept it. And you can go one step further and then think of all the things that you appreciate about the rain. The fact that you used to jump in puddles when you were younger with your brother or sister, or the fact it waters the plants, the fact that we need water to actually survive, all of those things. You can do this with your body. It starts with acceptance and then gratitude, and then you can progress to love. So the summary from what I've just shared with you is when you notice a trigger, when you see someone's weight loss and then all the things are happening, all the feelings are going down and you're basically wanting to diet, I get it. Just notice first and allow your feelings to be there. Feel your feelings, make space for them without trying to shove them down and don't judge yourself. Just notice and send yourself compassion be gentle with yourself and remind yourself this too shall pass because it always does. You know, life is all about polarity and impermanence. That's just the way life is. So remind yourself that and also remind yourself of what's truly important to you, a short term high or long term fulfillment. And you get to choose and then be present. When you're truly present, only peace can exist. And the last thing is to connect to gratitude. And you really have got this sweetheart, right? The more you show up for yourself and do this work, the more you'll become less and less triggered when you see someone's weight loss success. And I'm here for you if you need me. And I've been through this myself and experienced this myself. And all, all honesty, when I come across either something on my feed that for some reason is still there because I've curated my feed, although I do follow a few fitness coaches. And of course, the before and after photos are on there, which I used to get triggered by. It does nothing to me anymore. I just see it. And if anything, I kind of, without patronizing, I feel a bit sorry for that message I feel a bit sorry for that person and I just send them love so I promise you it gets easier 
It absolutely does. And if you would like support on your journey to food freedom and body love, if you would like support having a healthy, happy and vibrant feeling of being in your body, as well as living in food freedom, which is completely possible, I'm your girl. So reach out to me. I love you. What else did I want to say? Oh, yes. If you haven't already on my website, there's a free taste test like the wording there, where you can actually taste test my paid program, the Body Love Binge, for free. The first few, the first three modules, I believe it is, and there's a ton of valuable content in there. So go and check that out if you haven't already. And some exciting news, maybe I should have said this at the beginning of the podcast, but either way, here we are. I've just actually tweaked the way my group coaching works. So if you look on my website, my group coaching now is called the Body Love Buffet. <sighs> Don't you just love the play on words? The Body Love Buffet, and it's the it includes my online Body Love Binge program, which takes about four months to go through. There's so much content in there. It's everything you need to live in food freedom and body love. There's a private support group that's away from social media purposely. And you're connected and supported by other women that are going through the same journey as you. I'm in there regularly and at least weekly to support you, to guide you, to answer any questions, to give you extra resources. And then we have a monthly private podcast that are for the Body Love Buffet ears only and that you get a chance to ask me any questions and I will answer you directly I get to know each and every one of you who is in the group and so when you ask a question I can talk to you specifically and give you tips and tricks and tools on how to make this tangible in your life in your own personal life so check that out on my website if you haven't already the investment for that is 500 euros and that's lifetime there's no um, cutoff point there's no there's no set months and then you have to go out or pay to stay in. You get all of that for life, including any future workshops and bonus trainings that I host. And there's a payment plan option on there as well. So check it all out. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And I will see you on the next one. Much love. I hope this episode was everything you needed to hear today and more. If you love this podcast, then please screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram or Facebook stories and tag me at Victoria Kleinsman so I can share you with my audience and we can get my podcast out to more women that need it. Also, I'd be super duper grateful if you could rate and review this podcast as it really does help others to find it. Thank you so, so much in advance and I'll see you on the next one.